you've always been able to find anything you need with a smartphone. Now you can use it to find a game of pool with the Salado app. Anywhere, anytime. You can even host a game, tournament, or lesson, and make money. See where you stack up against all the other players worldwide in the Salado ranking system. Use your ranking to qualify for invitationals, large payout tournaments and events. The pool table is your arena, your stadium, your court. It's harder than people think, but you don't care. The only way to get to the next level is to play more. The more you play, the more you win. Salado is the world's premier pool community, uniting players everywhere. Connect with the community, find and host games, and keep your stats. Pool isn't just a game, it's a lifestyle. Join Salado today to find your game. I used to hang out down at Jack's Pool Hall. You go down there and don't do nothing at all. You wanted to play some cards, there was a game in the back. If you wanted a shot or something, you went out to Jack. If you had a little money, you was a, a grade A fool. There was a guy down there who used to shoot a little pool. Rack him up. Rack him up. Welcome to Chalk is Cheap Pool Podcast. I am your host, Nick Olson, and I'm coming to you from the Forward Pile Sports Memorabilia Studio, the company that brings you the players you want at a price you can afford. And I am recording on Super Bowl Sunday, and there has been pool aplenty this weekend. There is a lot to talk about, a lot for me to talk about, but I'm in the midst right now of watching a fifth and sixth place matchup between Gene Albright and Michael Perrin Jr. taking place at Top Hat Tavern in Superior, Wisconsin for the King of the Mountain, a 48-player tournament with $1,000 added here. And and the match is currently 5-3 to three, Gene Albright. He got up to an early lead. And the reason that I bring this specific match up, uh, not only am I watching as we speak, but in the midst of this match, Jr. had to pull a referee aside and he called for a shot clock. Uh, because he said that Gene was taking upwards of three minutes per shot there for a good stretch of time. And uh, while I don't know if it was exactly three minutes, I'm not sure if he had a stopwatch out on his watch or his phone or or what have you, but I will say it was taking quite a bit of time. So it brings up the question, is when your opponent is taking that much time, is it something that you let affect your game? And it's something that you know I've struggled with for a really long time. And I think a lot of players struggle with that as Gene has actually just won. He's on the hill uh, six to three. It's a race to seven. And uh, uh, Junior had won three in a row since he had called for the shot clock. And it just begs the question, is the fact that Gene now has had to speed up his pace a little bit affecting uh, how the uh, remainder of this match has gone, but will it be too little too late for Junior? So, you, you know, you just have to think about do you let things like that interfere with your play? Can you get past the fact that your opponent is taking a long time? Now, I I know I know players 
that do that sort of thing on purpose. I'm sure there's more of those people out there than we than we realize. You know, f- folks who intentionally take a long time, especially if they know they're playing somebody who is maybe known as a rhythm player or somebody who shoots with a quick pace. Uh, they might try to throw them out of their rhythm and really sort of drag these matches out and specific games out. And so I think it all goes back to uh, part of the strategy aspect of it. And that's why we have a shot clock in place. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong, certainly, with calling somebody on that and then getting that shot clock enforced in a tournament. Obviously, that's what it's there for. Um, at the same token, I think if you're to the point where you're down in a match, you know, three, four, five, nothing, you know, depending on the race. And, and, and now that starts to creep in your mind as the potential reason why you're losing. I think that's where you start to go downhill because the mind works in mysterious ways and you start, you start going down that rabbit hole and maybe you cannot, you cannot psych yourself back out of that because we know, uh, as we've discussed many times on the show, that pool is such a cerebral and mental game uh, when it boils down to it. So you have to figure out a way to not let those tactics bother you. And, you know, I'm, I'm personally guilty of that myself over the years. You know, you run into somebody who um, is a little bit slower paced and maybe somebody who doesn't even do it intentionally. And it happens. And you just have to, you have to reach a point when you get serious about pool and you're trying to Uh, To do really well, you're trying to advance uh, deeper and deeper into tournaments and advance your career. Uh, You have to realize that you're going to uh, run into those sort of situations and you just have to be prepared for it. And I can understand Junior's frustration on that as a spectator watching this match. It it was he was taking a long time. It really was. And I'm watching Gene right now pocket a ball in the corner. And it looks like he's potentially got uh, a chance to run out here and, and knock Junior out of this tournament, who has definitely become an odds-on favorite uh, here locally uh, for these tournaments uh, around the Twin Ports area and around uh, the upper Midwest area. He always seems to have his name uh, towards the top of the list. So, um, you know, definitely something worth talking about. If you want to talk about this further, open up the discussion. You can find us anytime on all of our social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram. And I'd enjoy uh, talking with you about some of this stuff. If you have anything that you'd like to hear me discuss on the show, you can always email me, nick at chalkischeappod.com. That's nick at chalkischeappod.com. Uh, love to get conversations like these rolling, you know, because it it boils down to, in in, in reality, I guess you could say it's a form of sharking. But it is hard to compare that to, you know, things that are verbally done, that are done uh, with action, that are, are trying to distract the opponent versus uh, things like this that are maybe more uh, time oriented and rhythm based. So that, you know, interesting for sure. And it has just become the, the talking point here of, of this match. And there we have it. Gene has won. So Gene will advance. And by the time this recording comes out. This tournament will have concluded, as will the Super Bowl, which, again, is tonight, this evening. And I won't get into too many specifics, obviously, as this is time-sensitive. And by the time this episode drops, we will know who is the Super Bowl champions of this season. Of course, you've got uh, the Buccaneers and the Chiefs. And a lot of controversy swirling around uh, last week's contest between the Buccaneers and the Packers. And maybe some, some officiating issues and... As the week went on, you saw less and less of that. I think the NFL wants to deter any of that type of press, and they continue to push Tom Brady down our throats 
And I guess I'll say this. Let me say this. I know this is not a football show. This is this is a pool podcast. And so uh, I'll keep this brief, but you know, the Super Bowl is is all encompassing uh, one of the biggest events of the year, no matter what category of entertainment that is. Uh, as somebody who coaches the game, who's heavily involved in the sport of football, uh, I will say this. It is a team sport, and Tom Brady may be one of the luckiest football players that I've ever seen play the game. Is he great? Absolutely. But is he the greatest of all time to ever play that position? I think uh, more often than not, people who are very close to the game of football would tell you that that's not the case. Um, furthermore, the one thing I'll point out, which is very interesting, because I know you know there's quite a few people who believe that the sport of NFL, in fact, all professional sports, some people think are 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 fixed. Uh, that Vegas, that uh, the mob, that uh, who, what have you, uh, has more hands in the outcome of these games than many people realize. And one thing that's kind of been swept under the rug and not talked about is that Dexter Smith, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, he had two pick sixes in the last Super Bowl that Tampa Bay played in, came out on live syndicated radio for an interview to talk about this year's current Super Bowl and flat out said the NFL is rigged. His team knew the plays before the Oakland Raiders at the time they were still in Oakland before they ran the plays and that he knew soon as they moved the location of the Super Bowl from LA to Tampa Bay, because remember it was supposed to be in LA, they moved it to Tampa Bay. And he said, once they did that, he knew that Tampa Bay was going to be the first team to host the Super Bowl because of Tom Brady, et cetera, et cetera. And that football is in fact entertainment. And so he's comparing it to something like a WWE or a world wrestling entertainment than an actual sport. Interesting to say the least. And, you know, pool players by and large like to gamble. And so does gambling run the NFL? Interesting to say the least. And it's funny that, you know, a big statement like that has not even been talked about on national media whatsoever. And of course, the NFL does not want any narrative like that out in the public spotlight. So if you haven't heard that interview, it's it's worth the eight minutes of your time because the uh, the interviewers are shocked, to say the least. They thought they were going to get your old-fashioned chit-chat about the Super Bowl and about how great Tom Brady is, and they did not get that. They got uh, something they were not expecting. Um, so interesting, to say the least. Uh, so Super Bowl tonight, by the time this comes out, we'll know who the winner is. Either way, if whether your team is playing in the big game or not, it is something that most Americans uh, live for. And the cool thing about the Super Bowl, of course, is that you've got uh, all the commercials. It's one of those where you forget when you're watching the game that uh, you want to watch the commercials too. So you don't get that normal break like you get during a, a, a normal uh, football contest. So um, hope you enjoy it wherever you're watching it. Uh, we've got frigid temperatures where I am at currently, it is uh, 20 below windshield as I'm speaking to you right now. It is cold, 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 and we're supposed to get this cold spell for another few weeks. So uh, we are going to be bundled up inside uh, around this area for at least another week or so, it looks like, uh, before things start to warm up. And so if you're going to be bundled up and inside and not doing a whole lot, 
why not make sure that you're following, liking, sharing, doing everything you can do to help the show on social media platforms. And make sure you subscribe, like, follow, favorite, whatever you got to do on whichever podcast platform you listen to us on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, or Overcast, or the 100 other podcast platforms that are out there. Make sure you don't ever miss an episode. And if you write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read that review right here on the show as a way of saying thank you. We appreciate you leaving us some feedback and you giving us those five-star reviews help us pop up a little bit sooner for people searching for our show and, and helps our overall ranking out. So we really appreciate when you do those things. And we appreciate the people that support our show. So with that being said, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about the burning topic around the world of pool, the incident that happened between Billy Thorpe and Rob Sias. I'll discuss that right after the break. Wouldn't it be cool if you could play in a pool tournament from the comfort of your own table in your own home? That thought, which was once a dream, is now a reality with Isolation Pool Tournaments. Isolation Pool Tournaments was created during the COVID-19 lockdown, and it was created to help you, the pool player, play competitively anytime, anywhere. You can win real money and play against real players remotely from any location right now with Isolation Pool Tournaments. All you have to do is visit their Facebook page by searching Isolation Pool on Facebook. Once you're there, take a look at the Events tab and find out what tournaments are running and how to enter. And keep on watch for their new website and app that's going to streamline the process and allow you to take Isolation Pool Tournaments with you wherever you go. So check out Isolation Pool Tournaments, where all you need is a queue, a table, and your phone. Hey, Nick Olson here, host of Chalk is Cheap Podcast. And if you're looking for a way to improve your game without paying a fortune and without having to take lessons or hire a coach, then what I'd suggest to you would be the IQ Training Cue Ball. The IQ Ball was created by longtime pool enthusiast Tom Van Eck, and it lets you practice how the pros play. We all know that if you improve your aim, you're going to improve your game. The IQ is a simple and effective training cue ball that helps the beginner to advanced player clearly visualize the impact put on the cue ball by the Q-tip. Each IQ is made by Aramith so you know you're getting a quality cue ball. You can choose between the original IQ ball design, the IQ clock ball, and newly available, you can take home an IQ measles cue ball. So if you want to improve your game at an affordable price and at your own pace, then it's time that you start to practice and play in a smarter way by ordering your IQ ball today. Go to IQClinic.com for more information. That's IQClinic.com. And don't forget to tell Tom that Nick sent you. Yeah. I saw you dancing in a crowded room. You look 
All right, welcome back to Chalk is Cheap. It's Super Bowl weekend, and there has been a ton of pool going on locally here in the Twin Ports and across the nation. Our friends over at Cue It Up Podcast finished up the event that they had been a part of. And if you haven't checked that out, I encourage you to, to head over to Cue It Up uh, Podcast Facebook page and, and check that out, the Poison Cues VG10 2.0. And that event had gone on since January 12th. So uh, some really exciting pool had gone on there. So I encourage you to check that out. And then, of course, uh, like I mentioned here locally at Top Hat Tavern, we've had the King of the Mountain event going on. And then across the bridge in Duluth, the average Joe is taking place where you have to be a 525 or under Fargo rate to participate. And and that event is taking place as well. And numerous, numerous other events going on that I've seen via other streams and stuff like that across the nation. But the one stream, the one event that is being talked about more than others is the altercation, the incident that happened between Billy Thorpe and Rob Saez at Smoking Aces in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. And it was on a stream uh, done by TV Mike, BilliardNet.tv. And it was Rob Saez and Billy Thorpe. They were playing $200 a game. And by now, I think most of you have probably seen the altercation. They've seen what happened. But if you haven't, I'll set the stage for you. Uh, these guys were playing for hours and hours. And I, I believe when this happened, it was around 5 or 6 a.m. And uh, basically, Billy did not like the way that Rob was racking the balls. They were they were playing nine ball, as I said, and they, were, and they were racking for each other, and he did not like the way that Rob was racking the balls. And uh, he he told him, and he didn't hold back. In fact, he, he used some homophobic and uh, some racist slurs in doing so, called him some names, uh, slammed the balls around on the table, and uh, you know created this, this big scene. And uh, then he unfortunately got some encouragement from some people around him, and this continued to escalate. It did not settle down. It continued to escalate until the point of uh, Billy actually uh, going over to Rob and physically attacking him. Now, you cannot see uh, exactly what happens. It looks like uh, Billy tackles him or attempts to tackle him of, in some way, shape, or form. Um, and then you see some feet and stuff like that, and it goes out of the picture, but you can hear that there is a struggle uh, going on. And I guess there, there's a lot of controversy that has come up, come after this. And uh, we we posted the, this altercation on our social media, on our Facebook page, and a few folks uh, did not like that uh, we shared that and that we posted that. Um, but, you know, I would say this, I, I would say, you know, as somebody who is discussing the sport, uh, talking about the sport, I think it's almost my duty to to bring these sorts of things up uh, as talking points. Now, their their point of this is it's negative for the sport, so you shouldn't be showing it to anybody. And while I understand that thought, um, at the same time, uh, the fact of the matter is, is that many, many folks have shared this. Many, many folks have seen this. And it's not going to go away. So rather than try to hide it, sweep it under the rug and not discuss it and not allow people to see it, uh, I, would, I would say that uh, it is bound to happen again. That old saying of those who do not learn history are doomed to repeat it. And I think that that definitely fits 
uh, this situation here. So, uh, you know, I would say that to those of you who who have reached out in, in various ways and, and basically said that we shouldn't uh, be discussing this or shouldn't be posting that, uh, I, I think is, is not really the way that we should go about this. And so, um, that's that's point number one. I think it's 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 healthy. It is uh, proactive and can be proactive for us to discuss this uh, in a positive manner. And I think you know, obviously, there are negatives that come from this, and there are, there will be some negatives. I think that come from this, but we need to learn from it as a as a community and the sport in general uh, needs to learn from this moving forward. Now, uh, there's many different aspects of this I'd like to discuss. So first of all, let's talk about the streaming part of this. All right. So you've got, you've got TV Mike streaming this. All right. And the, uh, the guy who is, uh, commentating, if you want to call it that the guy who is running the stream makes the comment, something along the lines of, uh, well, we're going to get a lot of, a lot of views for this or a lot of likes for this. And, I think that has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way with good reason. Um, you know, instead of uh, doing something about the situation or, you know, shutting the stream off, he continued to uh, let the camera roll. And, you know, the in general, the very weird situation about this whole thing is they continued to finish the match or continued to play, I should say, after this altercation happened, which was just bizarre in itself. So, you know, we talk about the streaming aspect of it and nothing good is going to happen at this point in the game at five in the morning. You know, the fact that there was somebody there streaming this at five in the morning, in my opinion, is is actually (laughs) a a shock in itself. The fact that this guy was in for the long haul, um, you know, maybe I'm not really suggesting this in any way, but maybe. Uh, you know, the streamer there uh, was hoping for something like that. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure, but, you know, it just seems odd that you would be streaming at the wee hours of the night in that situation. And I think the pool community and especially the streaming uh, aspect of this whole thing, you know, we're streaming just about anything uh, nowadays as far as pool goes, which which is good. Uh, it's it's good exposure. You know, you get everything on social media. Uh, some players are exposed a little bit more. Um, some there's some promotion for some some local pool rooms and different things like that. And uh, and I think by and large, you know, streams are great. Don't get me wrong. But you know, when we're streaming, uh, two guys who are are gambling, playing two hundred dollars a rack, uh, and there's really no other significance to the match. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if that's something that should be streamed. I mean, I understand the interest. Anytime you have high stakes, uh, people are interested. It's exciting. And I, and I understand all that. It's kind of like the Tiger Woods, Phil, Phil Mickelson match uh, in terms of golf where all that money's on the line and, and people want to watch. Uh, you know, it, it kind of goes hand in hand here. But, you know, the difference there is you are playing golf in the daytime outside outdoors and and you're playing and these guys are are playing nine ball uh in a tavern bar pool hall uh whatever that serves alcohol and everybody knows once you are drinking for that long for that amount of time as these fellas were which uh reports are saying that you know they had been drinking for most of the day most of the afternoon into the morning 
you know, you're, you're, you're going to be a little bit more irritable. You're going to do some things that may be out of character. And I would say that, that Billy acted out of character here in, in, in this incident. And, you know, we, we had Sam Henderson on the show and, and Billy Thorpe was one of the, the people that he looks up to and, and one of the players that he's uh, spoken with and said he's really down to earth. And, you know, that's, that's all we've ever heard about Billy up until this point. So, you know, I think it's it's unfortunate, uh, and by no means am I saying that we need to condemn Billy Thorpe from this point moving forward. Uh, you know, we've seen uh, another really popular pool player do some things that uh, maybe many people believe are not good for the overall image of the sport of billiards, pool, nine ball, eight ball, what have you, and that man is Earl Strickland. And Earl Strickland to this day is still one of the most popular pool players that has ever played. And so uh, you, you have to remember that as well. And I think, you know, I'm not saying that we give Billy Thorpe a pass overall. I'm just saying that I'm, I'm sure this is out of character for him. I, I've never heard of anything uh, to to contradict that. But back to the point of, of the stream, um, you know, I think maybe we're taking streams a little bit too far. We're streaming things that don't need to be streamed. And 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 maybe this is a prime example of why, uh, you know, two guys gambling at the pool hall at five in the morning after many, many drinks is probably something uh, that shouldn't be streamed. I mean, you compare this to things that that have happened for years and years. In fact, you want to talk about gambling. Let's talk about uh, Michael Jordan, one of the most recognized athletes ever, maybe the most famous athlete ever. And it's it's known that MJ had a gambling addiction, um, loved competition, and gambled for just about anything. And how many incidents, arguments, altercations may have happened that nobody ever seen surrounding Michael Jordan because the camera wasn't rolling. There wasn't an internet stream showing him gambling over a pickup game of basketball but we're sh we're we're streaming a pickup set for $200 a rack with two pro pool players so you know that's never been done that's not done uh across the board for any other professional athletes so i i think you're setting yourself up for failure for that and and again it goes back to those two gentlemen probably believe, sure, why not? Let's stream this. Gets our name out there a little bit more, promotes the sport a little bit. But in reality, when you have something like this, uh, now you've got a real negative light on it. And so that brings me to the next, the, the next part of this that I wanted to talk about is the fact that there's no governing body in pool right now. All right. And I think Ed Ladawi and what he's doing with the, the NBL and trying to set that up as, 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 uh, the idea of creating something like an NBA and NFL for pool, I think is something that is surely needed, uh, throughout the sport, but you have to have sponsors. You have to have money. You have to have some financial backing. You have to have corporations willing to endorse your product and it's incidents like this that bring us back to that the old way of thinking that old school way of thinking that you know pool players are degenerate gamblers who are violent and do uh things that we wouldn't want our kids to see things that are, are not marketable and this is a prime example of that and that's why i think so many people are upset over this because 
I think pool is definitely headed on an upward tick right now. It's in, it's going in the right direction. And is this, I think, merely going to be a speed bump in that? Is this going to drastically change the direction of pool as we know it? Absolutely not. There's, there's no way that that is what this is going to be. Uh, it, it, but it is a speed bump, and I think it's something worth discussing like we're doing right now, talking about this and learning from it. And I think... Uh, Billy is is probably going to learn from this. I think Rob Saez is going to learn from this. Hopefully, um, like I said, streamers everywhere learn from the fact that uh, it's not a good idea to to stream something like this. Now, that's my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe streaming, you know, high stakes matches like this is exactly what the the public wants. This is what it needs to get on an ESPN again. Something like that, make it exciting. I'm not sure, uh, but I, I I don't foresee that being the case. I think the thing that's going to springboard pool in that direction of getting on nationally syndicated television, uh, you know, because uh, let's just put it this way. If they can, if they can get cornhole on ESPN, if they can get poker on ESPN, if they can get rock, paper, scissors on ESPN, then there's a place for pool on ESPN or a sports network uh, of some kind. But I think it's going to take, you know, that Tiger Woods, that Michael Jordan, that LeBron James, that larger than life figure that kids, adults, whomever can gravitate to, can watch, uh, that's exciting, that does things the right way, that's a positive role model, all those types of things. Pool just, just doesn't have the larger than life figure. Are there great players? Are there players with great personality? Are there players that are exciting to watch? Absolutely. But there's there's not somebody who's able and has been able to cross over into the mainstream at this point in time. And I think that's what Poole really needs, uh, not streaming uh, gambling matches at five in the morning. I, I think that's that's the opposite of, of what Poole needs right now. And, and, and I guess to get some, some closing thoughts on this, some, some winding down on, the, on this topic, uh, and, and of course, you know, like I said before, I'm, I'm open for discussion with this at any point in time. If you if you want to discuss this further, if you want me to discuss this again on a future episode, uh, absolutely. Nick at ChalkIsCheapPod.com, social media, Chalk is Cheap Podcast. Find us there. We'll open that discussion back up uh, at any point. Uh, but, you know, since this has happened now, Billy has uh, posted a picture with him and Rob. And, and here's what it said. Just so all you Facebook warriors know... Me and Rob Saez have zero problem with each other and never have. You guys act like drinking and gambling. Can't get out of hand every now and then. This picture was taken just five minutes ago, and we're still friends no matter what. Glad to call Rob my friend, and I apologize to all the people that had to see two guys gambling. I'll be seeing him in the finals of more tournaments to come. So he he has apologized. Is that a, a really sincere tone there? I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure. You know, but he has addressed it, and apparently those two guys are have made up, or or maybe they they uh, you know are are just fine. So you know, I think that's definitely good to see. I think you know they he had to address it in some way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not sure you know what his sponsors are are saying about all this. I'm not sure if there's going to be any statements from them in any time soon. Um, I, I'm sure the, the, those people have reached out to him. I'm sure that they're they're talking through this moving forward. But I, I do know that uh, they're they're not going to want to see anything else like this uh, involving Billy moving forward. I can I can assure you that. So, um, you know, with all that being said, I, I think it's it's again it's important for us to discuss these things. It's positive discussion, able to learn from it moving forward. I think I think that's what we'll do, and I think 
and I think it's important uh, as as a pool community, as a sport, to do that. So definitely has given us uh, something to talk about uh, across the world of pool. And again, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. If you if you'd want to uh, discuss this thing further, uh, would love to do that with you. I appreciate you joining us again, and I I hope everybody is uh, is staying safe and doing well uh, as we're still in the midst of this pandemic. Unfortunately. My family got hit with some close contacts. We had been scot-free, really, up until this point. And uh, my son's daycare had some close contacts there, so we had to keep him home. And uh, my daughter had close contacts at her school. So um, we're, we're getting hit with that. It's the first time that we've been hit with it here as a family. So um, um, we're learning the hard way that you get stir-crazy really quick. So I feel for everybody who's had to uh, stick around at home uh, throughout this thing and, and spend, uh, a lot of time in close quarters with your family. And, and I can understand how, uh, you know, folks can get sick of that really quick, but at the same time, hopefully you're, you're using it in a positive way. You're, you are spending some more time with your family and doing some things that you wouldn't normally do. I hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. I'll say it that way, because by the time, because by the time you're listening to this, the game may have already been played, but the takeaway from all this is let's continue to move pool forward in a positive light. And I'm going to continue to try to do that as much as I can right here on Chalk is Cheap. It's time for me to say goodbye. Always remember that Chalk is Cheap. Chalk is cheap. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.